Thank you for listening to this interview. We really appreciate your support. Please follow and click the like button. Button? Did I say button? Button. Button and give him a review. Hopefully it's a nice review. If you give us a bad review, uh, some shit's going to happen. Just playing. Hopefully you give us a nice review. We're trying to spread the love and into the community of fellow witches, pagans, Satanists, Luciferians, and the general public. Love you guys. Infernal blessings. Hey, welcome to Positive Occult Practice with me, Lucifer. Today we're in, we are introducing and interviewing Daniel Orsino, author of The Birth of the Fae, Locked Out of Heaven. Then you can get on through, it's actually published by Four Horsemen Publications. And let me give you a little brief story, uh, I guess, background on what it is, what the book's about. It's, um, it's abandoned by their creator. Two factions of powerful angels remain on Earth after the Great War with Lucifer. They struggle to comprehend their creator's plan while their angel wings, a symbol of their angelic lineage, slowly and painfully decay. With no hope of returning to the Shining Kingdom, kingdom two groups of angels denounce their angel angelic lineage and develop into separate factions. The Court of Light, led by Queen Aurora, and the former, the former Virtue Angel, and the Court of Dark, ruled by King Jaravok, a former Power Brigade Angel. The two monarchs, monarchs are opposing views on how to govern their kin, but one belief they agree on is that humans, human worship equals power. Birth of the Fae, Locked Out of Heaven, is an epic fantasy adventure of heartbreak, rebirth, and hope that examines the bonds of friendship, friendship, family, and love. It is a fantastic tale of good versus evil in a beautiful world where Light Fae and their potential elemental magic are tested by the raw power of the dragon-riding Dark Fae warriors. Just want to let everybody know, also, this is not a children's book. Uh, it, it's pretty deep. And check it out. It's phenomenal. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Lucifer. Hey, Danielle. What's up? How are you? It immediately went to recording. So I'm just like, wow, there was not a fucking buffer at all. That's always how it is. It's us. That, of course, that would happen. Because this is the first time I've ever used this, because it's the first time I've ever interviewed anybody of at any importance at all. So I'm honored. <laughs> well, I mean, didn't we talk about that? Like, I got to have you on before everybody because we're such good friends and, you know, you're my homie. And uh... yes. <laughs> I'm riding with Lucifer. I love saying that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? <laughs> I, I enjoy that. It, it feels natural. It does. It does. It does. As someone on blasphemy lists, that feels very natural for me. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what I did was I actually changed. I, I was in Starbucks. Well, so I got the Starbucks app and I'm like, I'm not going to use my real fucking name. So now I put no. Lucifer Morningstar. Right. And I so when I order it, it comes up Lucifer and the looks that I get are either smiles or mm -hmm. holy fucking shit. Like who the Run. fuck is this guy? <laughs> there you go. That's the only way to be. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, everybody, I said this in the podcast before who I'm having on, Danielle Orsino, from, uh, the author of The Birth of the Fae, Locked Out of Heaven. Awesome book. I um, 
it, it took me, I know, and you you want to beat me up because it took me forever <laughs> to finish it. But you got it. You finished yes. it. Matters. Yes. And you know what the funny thing is? I read like the first couple of chapters and I was like, wow, this is really good. And then my ADHD kicked in and I'm all over the place. Then you send me the audio. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wow, this is great. I love the audio book. And then I said, I'm going to really force myself, not because it's not, it's phenomenal. Right. And actually when I got to the end of it, I was like, that, that was awesome. Like I was really proud. I was really proud of you. Thank I mean, you. That I means mean, a lot. Ah, it was so good. I mean, I was at the, the, the book opening of it and I was, yes, it was great. You know, yes, you were. Thank so, um, before I get into anything, so I wanted to ask you, like, when did you start writing? Did you, when did you want to start writing? Did you start writing as a kid? Like, or did you just have this idea? Like, you know what? I want to write a book. No, none of that. Um, my dad will tell you that I was always going to be a writer. Like he has some essay from when I was in second grade. It was like, mm. one day I'm going to be a writer. But then of course the following essay was, you know, one day I'm going to be Wonder Woman. So, you know, <laughs> go figure. Yes. Uh, you know, what the hell did I know? Uh, right. I never set out and said, one day I'm going to sit and write a novel. No, mm. none of that was any of these writers who are sitting down like, I'm going to write the America's next great novel. OK, sure. Uh, right. That was not the story <laughs> for me at all. Uh, right. I was a nurse. I had a patient that was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So entertain mm. me. And mm. I asked him, you know, tell me something interesting about yourself. And he was like, oh, I was recruited by the CIA out of mm. college. Oh, okay. All right. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. So we kind of went back and forth on conspiracy theories and all this other BS. And I said, oh, you should have taken it because we could have found out what was in Roswell. And he's like, no, w- I was going to work in the trends and intentions division of the CIA. He's mm. like the most boring part of the CIA. Right. So, you know, we, we made some jokes. And then I said, well, you know where Lyme disease comes from, because that's what he was being treated for. And he's like, no, I said, to this day I have no idea what made me say this i'm like no fairies right right it's like they don't they don't like how we're treating the environment i don't know we went back and forth and out of my mouth came birth of the fae it just every time he sat down in the chair i told him another little story about these angels that were locked out of heaven and stuck on earth and they became the fae and i would just entertain him with these stories i wound up putting him in it and that's how it really started. And he just said, you know, one day you've got to sit and write this story down. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go to PA school and I'm going to go make some money. I don't want to be no author. You know, <laughs> yeah. screw that. I'm going to go make right. money. You know, kind of like everybody, we get stuck in, you know, being right. logical sure. and doing that. Yes. And uh, the universe had another plan for me. It was just like, yeah, you're not going to do that. We're going to give you this debilitating allergy to the drugs that you're working with. Mm. And we're going to make it so you cannot go to school. And I right. got into PA school and they were basically like, no, you, you cannot work with this allergy. You're allergic to the entire class of cephalosporins anaphylactically. And um, no, you really can't go to school. Oh, okay. And uh, I sat down and was like, all right, maybe I'll, t- you know, maybe I should listen to my patient and do this. And so I slowly started writing and writing but I still thought for some reason I was going to go to PA school. I kept applying and I found one school that was like, we can work around your allergy. But mm. at that point I had written the book. Ah, uh, okay. Got in and then they came back and said, well, if your book comes out while you're in school, you're technically in violation of our non-employment contract. You cannot work 
while you're in school. Right, right. Yes, there's a lot of programs like that. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't really get it. And I spoke to the head of the program, who was a really nice guy. And he just said, look, if it was me, he says, I would never enforce this. But it's a $30,000 fine. We kick you out of the program. And mm. guess what? You got to pay those those loans up. Right. And he said, I'm not going to enforce it on you. He's like, I'll be honest. He's like, you go do you. But he's like, I can't tell you one of these other doctors who always dreamed of being an author won't bring it to my attention. Right. And if they do, I got to act. He said, right. If I was you and the way healthcare is going, he's like totally off the record. And I was like, yeah. He's like, go be an author, kid. Right. And he said, flat out. He's like, you don't want to be $180,000 in debt. Right. <laughs> with what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> so I just said to him, I was like, I'm going to go bet on myself. Yes. And he's like, that's what I would do. That's awesome. And that's, that's awesome. That's what so, I, I mean. Did. So, yeah. yeah. So then you're, you're here to bring this, this glorious series to all of us, which is really awesome. I mean, so I wanted to ask you a question. So the Fay, did you use the Fay like from what I guess most people would, consider a fae that study the occult or is this so when they and i'm not giving anything away so mm-hmm. when they consider themselves fae but they're really angels is that like a, a is that like a kind of a, a belief anyways like that or is the are the original fae just fae oh like from celtic you, yes I pull, um i pulled a little from celtic Okay. I pulled a little from what we all know of the fae okay and that common mythology but then I gave it its own twist. A lot of times when you, when somebody says, Oh, the Fae, they think of like the little people. Right. Or, right. Um, you, that more that Celtic religion and that Celtic belief of like, almost like Tinkerbell, you know, everybody yes. thinks of like a little Fae with wings, pixie no, dust. I know that they're not like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but most people, yeah. that's kind of what they, they think of. So instead I pulled a little from that with the factions, like the Will-O-Wisps. I went with your typical, fey you know fairy look but okay. then i need them like your most aggressive of all the factions like the willow wisps are always down to fight okay. Th- they'll fight anybody but right. i gave them uh more uh, aggressive defenses but overall i kind of went in a different direction because i wanted to pull it from that celtic religion that we all know and right. give it make it more attainable for anybody okay that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Cause I wanted to kind of clarify that because, mm-hmm. you know, um, so now I also wanted to ask you this. So now mm-hmm. the angels, okay. Now locked out of heaven was basically the creator locked everybody out of heaven. Lucifer mm-hmm. said, well, fuck it. I'm going to go in hell, lock my shit. And then all these other angels are there. Do you consider the angels, the power angels and everybody has kind of locked out of everything? Are those considered fallen angels or are they just angels in crisis i guess you would be no would that's, mean. that's a very question it's a good way to put it uh, yeah. i don't consider them fallen because to me fallen is something you've cho- you've chosen a side you know the fallen right. angels with lucifer uh, especially in the second edition i have a prologue where some of the power angels actually choose to go with lucifer okay, they yes. make that choice so to yes. me those are your fallen angels right who, who go with lucifer okay these guys aren't fallen they're just okay. they just have no way home all right right so they're kind of like in almost like a uh 
just like you're in limbo. You don't have a, yes. you don't have a country. You don't have. A, okay. Yeah. Cause I always, I wanted, cause I, that was a question I, you know, was very like, Hmm, are, well, are they consider where they, you would consider them that, but I know that Lucifer has his own stuff in your, in your book. So mm-hmm. I know that he has his own little take. Um, yeah. But I also noticed that you use uh, some great spell work in it with, um, Thank you. Uh, with the uh, King Jarvok. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I pronounce his name correct. Yes. And Jarvok. and he does some spell work and he uses the elements and everything. Mm-hmm. Where did you get your are you a practitioner or did you do the research? Or are you like a partial practitioner? Like how did you get some of the spell work in there? I've I've walked the path for years on and off. I can't say that I'm dedicated in the sense of an everyday practitioner, but I've always right. kind of dabbled and gone back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar enough, but I definitely had to sit and research to make sure I got it right. Right. Um, My first teacher was a tarot card reader, Lorraine, and she was probably the first one that noticed I had an affinity for it. And she was the one who kind of, you know, started me with basic candle rituals and things like that. Okay. She was, she was my first one and, and kind of pointed me in the directions of certain books and Scott Cunningham, that kind of thing. Yes. She's, Scott Cunningham. <laughs> yeah. She was the first one to be like, yeah. this is where you go. Yeah. She, that's the beginners. You know, yes. Yeah. Just basic, like, let's ease you in a little bit. Yes. Um, the crystal work. I was big to get, I wanted to make sure I got that right. Uh, hmm. Jamie at Enchanting Earth Co. She was really helpful with, you know, helping me move, pick out some of the crystals and making sure those were right on. Like I always knew I wanted black kyanite and using black tourmaline, things like that. Right. She was really good. Um, you know, angelite, the angelite discs kind of getting that correct. Right. That was all a lot of research to make sure it was right. Um, yeah. Because sure I noticed. Bell work yeah. Cause I hard. noticed that your, your was pretty on point with stuff. And I was really surprised and we've known each other for a long time. The funny mm-hmm. thing is, is that, We've never really talked that much spirituality. And then suddenly when the book came out, it was like the clouds opened up to both of us going, wait a minute, you're a practitioner? Oh, well, wait a minute, I'm a practitioner. Because we always kind of, you know, some of us are in the broom closet, you know what I mean? And then it's like, and then I read your book and I'm going, wait a minute. She is, is she a witch? Like, (laughs) what is this going on here? Yeah. It's funny. but it was nice, you know, it was nice to be, you know, then I like, oh, our friendship grew better because of it, I think, Definitely. because of that, because that reason. I mean, we already were super cool, we're, but yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it's, it's funny because you don't add, you know, it's weird. You, you don't advertise how, Yeah, you don't advertise. Yeah. You never know how people are going to, you know, some people take it. It's, it's a funny thing. You don't wear it on your sleeve. No. Per se. No. Right. Because everybody's looking to point the finger on certain things. So. Right. You keep it quiet. And of course. I know you were, you were the first person that picked up on, on the map that right. I had like the sacred geometry oh, yes, map yes, and things yes, like that. Yes. And no one else picked up on that. And I was sitting here like, it's so, it's right there. Yeah. And no yeah. one picked up. And you were just like, hey, wait a minute. I'm checking this map out. And yeah. Hold on a second. And I'm like, oh God, finally somebody. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny because the book quiet. does. Yeah. The, the things within your book are very subtle. And then mm-hmm. if you don't, if you are a practitioner or know the occult, you're like, oh yeah, that works. Or somebody else mm-hmm. would be like, oh, this is cool. But they, they're not really understanding how these things work, which I, which is really awesome. Now, there's something else I wanted to, so um, the, the Fae, I saw this, I felt this is really cool. This is kind of a, 
where you use the fae actually use the humans are kind of mm-hmm. like I, I, they would consider them kind of savages right um mm-hmm. and because they're just humans and I, I i thought it was really cool both sides the light and the dark um actually use them their powers as gods and like to be worshipped by the humans mm-hmm. right um i even like the one where the egyptian uh, aurora is actually um was that mayat yeah maya for yes. um yes so i thought that was really cool i like okay this that fits like it almost could be like reality where those things have could have came from right where the angels mm-hmm. come i'm gonna you gonna have you can worship me you know and we're gods you know but right. it, so now i wanted to ask you about that because so they're gods but so they can see them physically though correct yes like yes okay right yes okay they're they're right there to me that was something it was it's so funny to me that always made sense like i would I was always fascinated with that whole polytheistic pantheon of gods and goddesses going Greek and Roman, Egyptian, right. this whole idea that there were these, all these different gods and goddesses. To me, that always made sense for those times. Mm, yes. Yes. Because I felt like during those civilizations, I don't think they could have handled one all powerful God or goddess like right. that to me they would have been dropping down on their knees every five seconds. Right. Right. But many of them, okay. They could, they could take one, you know, goddess that handled rain or one God that handled lightning. That, that made sense. So I was like, yeah, okay. That, that would make sense for that, that society and, and all of that. So I'm like, that, was perfect sense who could it be you know whether yes. you believe in ancient aliens what you know whatever your theory is right right to me that but was I, like yeah that works right because i do like i like that how that you did that um so i got it so in in i guess in conjunction to that what so the uh theodova right which is a mm-hmm. stag yeah right uh so that reminds me of i don't know if you use this from that but Cernunos or hernia yes. which is okay so yes. you did use that okay so you did yes. Okay, because right when I saw, when I read that, I was like, oh, she's using the Germanic, Nordic. And he comes, yes. yes. All, those, all those pantheons come back and repeat later on in the book where you'll find out that different fae have taken on, even down to some of the Slavic gods and goddesses. It, okay. it all kind of repeats. Yes, yes. Ag- again and again. Um, you know, it's... I tried to pick up as many different kinds and not just, you know, we all know Egyptian gods and goddesses or like the Greek and Roman. I tried to pick up different ones. Right. Uh, We get into later on in the Lady of the Forests, Adriana, you know, things like that. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, because I know, and I kind of like that, that you went, it like went from straight from like, you know, it's right to the Egyptian thing. Like, uh, like Aurora, the main character, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I got to go to Egypt and let some people bow down to me. I felt like, (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to go there for a while. They're going to bow down to me and I'm good. And I'm going to take off. And I thought that was pretty cool. Cause like you go from what you actually went from one extreme to just a whole nother something else. You know what I mean? I thought that was right. really cool. I really like that part of the, uh, the book. So um, let me see. I wanted to ask you someone. Oh, so power angel, where did you get the term? Every time I hear power angel, I think of the power ranger and they're just getting in a stance. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fine. Two other, uh, someone else has mentioned that. And it was funny because one editor was trying to get me to change it because they were like, I keep thinking of the Power Rangers. They were like, right. please, can you change it? And I'm like, I can't because for some reason, Power Angel just stuck with me. I, right. I don't know where it came from. 
Um, it just, I thought of it as an archangel okay. would not fight their own battle. Like they right. would have an army under them. I couldn't see Archangel Gabriel or Michael going out and fighting. Right. You know, I'm like, he, he would, they would have underlings. Right. So I just thought, what is a term that would, would work for that? That would almost not be derogatory, but something that would be like, you go do this. You're, you're just right. a power angel. Right. And that's what came out of me. And I'm like, yeah, I know it sounds a little power rangery, but it worked like for that very reason. Yeah. I think it worked. Kind of worked. Yeah, because at first I, I, you know, at first I was like Power Ranger, and I was like, oh, I was like Power, and then I kept thinking of the guys in red or blue outfits for yeah. a second. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, but, no, I, but I also did happens. that. Yeah, but I also did it when I was reading your book. I, I uh, you know, so when I'm reading, I'm hearing your voice read because I know yeah. you are the. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, okay, it's she's mm-hmm. reading to me. It's it, that's what. It, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, just, yeah, yeah. Somebody um, said my sarcasm comes through a couple times. Yeah, it like, does. Yeah, it does. It actually does with Aurora. Uh, yeah. She's great. Jarvok, um, he's a character. But I, so I, I did like uh, Zion and I liked, mm-hmm. uh, and I like Zion because he, um, I don't know, he's a, he's a good character. I really liked him. I like that he has a little bit of, uh, I would say some empathy. You know what I mean? A little bit, right? He's, is that um, the correct? Zion. Asa is Zion's heart. Zion tries to get right. Asa to smile. Yes. And she tries to get him to, to be serious. So I think together, right. they're kind of the heart and humor of mm. Bloodhaven. Right, right. You yeah. know, to, together they just work. Right. But he, he, um, he needs her and she needs him. Right. And yes. that's, that's what makes that group and that dynamic work. Yeah, because you almost can't picture one without the other. Right. I really, I really like their relationship, which I hope is going to continue. I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. they're, okay. they're, it's funny because to me, they're the friends that you don't want to ever see each other fuck. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. You know, you're like you can't get together because that would ruin this whole dynamic. Yes. Yes. There's always but, that. There's a the, yeah. There's like yeah. There's, there's something there. There's a tension. Yes. Yes. And you're like, I want to keep it this way because that's what makes them work. Right. Um, right. Jarvok is just that company man that, you know, it's almost like that movie uh, with Kurt. Uh, I think it was with Michael Douglas. Like when he's had that really bad day. Right. Oh and, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. kind of Jarvok. Yeah. yeah. He just is angry all the time. Yeah. Uh, like, so like, yeah. And, and, the, and going to that. So he's of the dark side, Aurora's of the, of the light. And then, so it's almost like a yin and yang concept, which, mm-hmm. I'm kind of figuring out might where you'd be going with it. I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't want to say it a spoiler, even though it's not a spoiler, Mm -hmm. but I think what I think might be going on. But that is like kind of a yin and yang theory of like, you know, you have these two two things are kind of battling with each other, but really it's under the the premise of uh, there was just a tyrant kind of and it's like it's like you're almost Mm -hmm. being deceived like to fight against each other in a way. But I don't know if that's it's... I don't know. I'm not going to say anything, but let me say something. So, mm-hmm. so the thing is that with the background of the Christianity part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So if anybody reads this book, and if you are, it is not, it is far from a Christian book. Oh, God, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but it lays, yeah. it, let's, yes. let's, let's put that yes. out there. It's right not now. a Christian book at all, but it just, no. it, it's just a, like a background of yes. what kind of what's going on. Um, and I'm sure you got some slack for that. But I, uh, you know, it, who doesn't when you're in our field, I guess. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, chaos be with you. 
explain mm-hmm. the meaning of, of chaos be with you. Of uh, uh, that saying that's in the book that our yes. friend Jacob sang in it, right? Yes. Oh, on the, on, the, on the audio. And then he's yes. like, chaos be with you. you know, and then, yes. and you, and you know what's funny? After I listened to the audio, he did that. I actually sang the same thing. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> it was it's, hysterical. I was like, I love it. It? and he's an opera singer. Yeah, yes. so, so I but, had to have him sing something because, K- yeah. oh, you know, the James audio, yeah, the audio is because you don't really expect it. It's like you listen to the audio and suddenly it's chaos. I'm like, what? what? Like, like, yeah, it you know? throws you off. Yeah, it was great, though. It was great. So, what, what does that what does that mean? To, and chaos is a big thing. So, what is the saying? What is behind the saying? The first thing is chaos be with you. The way the dark fae use it is that. Chaos, it, to be a creature of chaos means chaos controls and clouds your mind. Instead, mm. they want you to control it and walk with chaos because uh. chaos always brings about change. So you mm. can either let chaos change you or you can be the creature of chaos mm. and allow change to, to walk with you. I like that. So it's mm. more of don't let it lead you like a pet on a leash. Mm. Instead, take control of your own destiny right. and walk with the universe. I really like that. See, to me, to me, that was the big thing with it. Yeah, to me, I feel feel like there, I mean, it feels like neither one of them I would dislike. (laughs) No, and that was, that was really the thing. Because the dark and the light side I like, you know, like, like, you know, don't, I don't want you to hate Jarvok. Jarvok is, to me, Jarvok is a lot, if you read comic books, he's a lot like Magneto. Oh, okay. Okay. You might not like his methods, but what he's doing is not necessarily bad he really thinks he's helping his kin you just might not agree with his methodology right right but in his heart he 100 believes i am protecting those who are closest to me and have been loyal to me right i will i will do what's right and i will like i will lay down my own life for them he's not a tyrant he's not going to run and hide in battle he's going to step right up with you right is in regards to chaos be with you he's trying to teach zion when he says it don't just go and rain down chaos Right. methodically and make sure you're taking control of your destiny yes when that is, i yeah that is really when awesome. I even yeah that that to me is something we can all learn from it just means get control of your emotions exactly don't just act out on emotions right make sure you're thinking even the that. way chaos be with you came from i was defending somebody at an old job who was in the middle of being judged for their lifestyle mm. And somebody wearing a big ass cross came in right. and started yelling at them. And I don't want to out them for their lifestyle, but right. basically felt they were an abomination. And that's what this man said to this person. Right. right. And as he was yelling, I, I looked at his cross and I said, oh, you're a man of God. And he was like, of course. And Jesus would not approve of this person. And he was going on. Oh, okay, and finally yeah. I looked at him and I went, okay, so when you go to church, you say, peace be with you. Right. And he was, of course, of course I do. Right. And I looked around and I'm like, well, this is America and I can say what I want to say. And right. I'm like, yeah, um, well, I worship fairies and I pee on a daisy. And when I walk around, <laughs> I say chaos be with you. And it just <laughs> yeah. came out of my mouth. Right, right. And the cops had to get called. And the cops at first thought I was talking about the chilling adventures of Sabrina when I said chaos be with you. So he started saying back to me chaos be with you because this guy was spouting like a bunch of bible verses oh god yes and then he took a swing i had to get involved to right. protect my friend yeah that sounds absolutely terrible <laughs> and i'm looking at him and i'm like here's this man of god quote unquote right. Right. going off on this person right and i was like so i finally just kept saying chaos be with you and he fi- he went what does that mean and i'm like it means get control of your emotions and 
take control of your destiny. I was mm. like, and this person is taking control of theirs. Right. So chaos be with you. And he was getting so mad. And I'm like, it's the same thing as peace be with you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, and that's where when it really they came don't from. understand. Yeah. When they don't and understand. I put it, I literally was like, I, and I looked at the guy, I was like, it's a dark fade blessing. <laughs> and that's the church I worship at. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, then he that that definitely blew his head. Oh, it blew yeah. his mind. For the yeah. rest of the day, everybody was of saying, "Chaos be with you." To the point yeah. where the cop said it before, as he arrested him, he was like, "I have to escort you out." And I looked at the cop, and the cop went, "Chaos be with you." I'm like, "Chaos be with you, sir." <laughs> and that was that's so where I, it came from. I only have like four minutes left, but I wanted to okay. say one thing. So, yes, Lucifer, of course, my hero. Of course. Um, so Asa with Enzyme are talking, and I mm-hmm. like this little quote here. It says. Talking about Lucifer says, I've been thinking about this for a while and I wonder if he really is as bad as they say. Because mm-hmm. and, and I like that because it's like a questioning of not just the Bible, but of Christianity itself, which I think will make people think a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. I do yes. like I love that. I do love this other quote here. And it is, I believe is Aurora, yes. It says, um, my uh, my how times have changed, perhaps if I protect this group talking about the humans, right? Mm-hmm. And wait until he turns his back on them, meaning God. Mm-hmm. I can be their savior and convert them back to the old religion. Meaning paganism, correct? Is yes, that correct? correct? Okay, yes. Um, and one other thing I did, this is very, when I was listening to the audio, I was like, wow, I could pitch that in my mind. So uh, it was the voice of God, right? And it says, which I thought this was great writing. This is this is great writing. Uh the voice held every sound of nature from volcano erupting to ocean waves crashing on the side of the rocks during a storm to a cricket chirping on the summer's night. The voice embraced the awesomeness of the earth in one breath and spoke to the frightened humans. That that line, those lines were amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I could picture that, like a voice being that huge. And I was like, wow, that that was some amazing writing. But we don't have a lot of time. But I do like when you do the... Uh, slight pro lucifer thing going on here um and this this is pretty cool so i do you know i recommend everybody to get the book but i wanted to ask uh, tell you one ask you one more thing so what's going on you got like uh two minutes and mm-hmm. what's going on now with the next book uh thine eyes of mercy mercy birth of the fae thine eyes of mercy book two comes out uh the ebook comes out december 1st the paperback comes out december 20th and we will catch up with the fae after everything that's transpired in book one, which will be after their, uh, their great war and what Jarvok is up to and what he feels like now that he has to go and uh, see Aurora after all this. What's mm. it like to be a, uh, a hated Fae? All right. And how he has to kind of uh, deal with the post-traumatic stress. Okay. Well, this, that's great. I mean, so um... – you can get it on Amazon, right? Barnes and Noble, and then at your local bookstore now, right? Uh, they're all online right now, and we're moving up. We've, we're on Target.com, different things okay. like that. So there's always something going on, and they can always check me out on Instagram at Birth of the Fay underscore Novel, and um, at Birth of the Fay.com. Yes, make sure you follow her on Instagram. So listen, awesome. I love the book. I'm glad I got Thank through you. it because I really it wasn't a struggle at all. I loved every minute. I just, I just like I got into it more. I was like, uh, I can't stop listening and reading to it. So it was awesome. But I love you. Thank you for love doing. You. Thank you for doing the uh, podcast. And uh, uh, chaos be with you. <laughs> chaos be with you, Lucifer. <laughs> okay. All right. I will talk to you. Thank you Thank again. You. Thanks. Samuel. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.